Hey guys, it's Taryn Creer. Welcome to another episode of the Heartward Project. I am so excited that you're here. Heartward means to move in the direction of your heart. But how do you do this when you are weighed down with overwhelm and feeling totally burnt out? Well, I'm right there with you. I'm far from having all the answers, but I do get really excited to encourage others on getting out of this phase. So I hope this episode brings just enough positivity to reignite your momentum to move you forward. Listening in, I hope you feel a warm hug. I hope you exhale the burden of feeling overwhelmed. And I hope you start to breathe life back into the motivation you need to build your dream. Now, let's all be heartward. Okay, let's get into it. Hi, everybody. This week, I get to talk about one of the biggest personal life lessons of mine to date, and that is that nobody will do it for you. I'm going to share a specific lesson that I didn't know would influence so many areas of my life later on, but I'm grateful I went through it. I hope talking about it will reignite a spark within you to get back up and start reaching for something that you want and not waiting for it to be handed to you. So the life lesson. Thankfully, it's nothing too dramatic. I didn't lose a family member. I didn't get sick. I didn't humiliate myself in front of a bunch of people. What happened to me is actually about what didn't happen. During my college years, I did not get to study abroad. See? pretty light. It's not that big of a deal in hindsight, but it it really taught me a lot. This actually rattled me and the identity that I thought represented me for so long. So let's backtrack, you know, a couple of decades, about 26 years ago (laughs) when I was around five. My family is made up of my mom and my dad. I have three sisters. There are four of us girls. My mom stayed home while we were younger, taking care of us, and my dad worked for the corporate world. An opportunity came up for one of his projects at work for us to move to Germany. So my parents agreed to do it, and we were there for about a year and a half. I think we traveled to like 13 countries while we were there, something like that. And most of them we went to a few times. I was in preschool and kindergarten during these months. I attended an international school while there, and I still have so many memories of being at that school with a lot of my friends there, but also at some of the most popular places in the world, except I had such a young child's perspective. I remember swinging myself around like the uneven bars in gymnastics on a bike rack at the foot of the Eiffel Tower. I also remember being at the top of the Eiffel Tower and looking out over Paris through the railing bars since I was too short to see over the top of the railing. I remember being at the Leaning Tower of Pisa and posing to pretend I was holding it up by myself, which you can imagine looks totally realistic when a five-year-old attempts that pose for a picture. I also have a lot of memories from my daily life there, playing in the yard with my sisters, rollerblading on our driveway, waiting for the private taxi to come to pick us up for school, celebrating one of my birthdays in our house with my friends from school there, eating around a table in our kitchen, running up the stairs to my bedroom. One of my favorites was riding our bikes to, well, I actually learned how to ride a bike while in Germany, so that's kind of a fun fact for me too, but we would often take our bikes to a local parking lot and it had like paint lines painted on the pavement that were like little paths for us to ride around on our bikes. It was our own little world and we loved it. 
while I was there, I had no idea how unique the opportunity was that we were living. But when we returned to the U.S. and I went to kindergarten and first grade and so on, I realized that very few others at my relatively small school had shared the same experience. It slowly became part of my story and tightly interlaced into my personal identity. I don't know if others viewed me as the girl who lived in Germany, but I know to some extent that that's how I saw myself. Okay, so knowing all of that, let's speed it back up to college years, now only about, I don't know, 12 years ago somehow. (laughs) So many people were studying abroad And I learned quickly that my unique story of living abroad for one and a half years wasn't actually that unique. Now, I'll clarify here what I didn't know then, and that is that it doesn't mean my story isn't special, but I did start to feel like I didn't stand out with that little fact anymore. When I saw the pamphlet from college of all the places I could study abroad and the opportunities, I realized that it was okay and I could have that story too, just like others were getting that story. So with my very Terran approach to so many things in life, you're starting to hear me repeat this as I talk more about my stories. I did a whole lot of researching, studying, and planning for this experience. Where I fell short was when it came to asking questions and making an actual plan to leave for a chosen semester and how to cover it financially, how to plan for it with my class credits, do I skip a semester of gymnastics, so on. Which I do feel like I fall into a small percentage of students who would actually think twice about the financial weight of this decision before just signing up for it, so for that I am very grateful. The timing of this trip was something that gave me an excuse to hide behind. I was a college gymnast at a D3 school, which I can get into more later, but that season lasted between September and March of a school year, so basically almost two full semesters. It took me too long to decide that I was ready and okay with ending my gymnastics career after two collegiate years of being on the team. There are many reasons why this made so much sense for me and opened up so many other opportunities for my life, but I was afraid to close that door and end that chapter in my life. I knew I wanted to do it, but I was afraid to walk through that experience, so I delayed that decision and ultimately contributed to me missing out on capitalizing on some of these opportunities in my life. If you listened to last week's episode called Why You Should Embrace the Tears and Meltdowns That Move You Closer to Your Goals, it's episode 12, then this is a perfect example for how I chose to avoid my tears and emotions of an upcoming decision and instead I stayed in my safe place which actually wasn't so comfortable during that experience. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, I highly recommend you go back and listen to it. I hope it motivates you so much to go after these things that you want for yourself. So sharing this story is a prime example for how you just need to get bold and embrace the wave of emotions you're about to walk through, knowing that you will set yourself up for amazing opportunities once you walk through that door. I've been really good at delaying decisions like that, knowing my chosen path was going to be a bit rocky to walk through, But it's something I've been learning about myself and have been challenging myself to grow in that area. So when I told my coach that I wasn't going to continue on the team into my junior year, 
she was really supportive and understanding. And that change in my life gave me a tremendous amount of free time during the final years of my college experience. Our practices were four hours a day, four days a week for about six months, something like that. Even a D3 gymnastics sport is an incredible commitment. And that's not even to call out the crazy amount of art classes that I had sometimes were three hours a day for a class. And sometimes I had them back to back. So I'd go three hours to one art class, three hours to another art class into a four hour gymnastics practice. That is what one of my college semesters would look like. When thinking about the studying abroad experience, what I see when I look back is me missing an opportunity because nobody will do it for me. I grew up with incredibly supportive parents, thank you mom and dad, who would help me achieve many of the opportunities that I wanted to pursue. But when I went to college and it came time for me to spread my own wings and fly, even though I had wings, I think I spent a lot of my time walking around instead of taking off and flying. When I wanted to study abroad during college, those were all decisions and planning that I needed to make. I am 100% positive my parents would have helped me along, but I wasn't even starting that conversation. The decisions for where to travel, what classes I'd be able to take abroad, the financial planning, the need to end a big chapter in my life, gymnastics, It all came down to me starting that process. And the decisions and planning overwhelmed me so much that I didn't even start the conversation too seriously. I do remember talking about this opportunity with my parents, but it was on my plate to push it forward and I didn't. Nobody would do it for me. And I had no idea how much that would teach me throughout the rest of my life. A lot of times I can feel overwhelmed, burnt out, and like life is chaotic. This is normal for people to feel. You probably have felt this within the last week, if not today alone. And when I'm trying to work through it, the more I realize I need to take on more ownership for these things going through my life. I've learned that I just need to grab the bull by the horns and power through it. When I do that, when I choose to do it for myself, even if I have no idea what I'm doing, When nobody will do it for me, I end up with so much less anxiety or being timid about what I'm setting up for myself. Actually, when I kind of realized this pattern I live, I wrote this out on a sticky note next to my computer at home. It's funny to share it on a podcast, but I'll do it anyway, as I'm sure many of you have experienced the same as what I'm about to read to you. I can't fully recall it specifically, But it was along the lines of knowing that, and this applies to any situation for me. When I am timid, I remain quiet, nervous, anxious, and overwhelmed. When I am bold, I am motivated, confident, and open to accepting change. I can't remember exactly what it said, but it was along those lines Reminding me daily to enter into a conversation boldly, not in a way to control it and the outcome for it, but to just powerfully step forward and own it and motivate myself, pushing any wave of timidity aside. And I learned about myself that it puts me in a place 
that actually welcomes changes so much better than the situations where I stay timid and locked into my decision, not open to any change. So lean into it. Whatever you want to get through, whatever you must get through, wherever you need to go, go at it boldly. Don't wait for someone to magically appear and guide you exactly where you want to be headed. You need to speak up for yourself and make sure you are proactively having conversations. If you think about it, I'm sure my parents had so many questions and challenges ahead of them when they committed to traveling to Europe with four daughters ages 10 down to one. They could have backed down from fear. They could have doubted their abilities just to figure it out. They could have completely closed their door to this amazing opportunity to pursue with their whole family, providing all of us a wonderful adventure as well. Can you imagine if they would have let their concerns or questions or fears keep them in their safe place? I'm sure they had a good amount of assistance to help them set this whole adventure up, but I also know that my parents had to boldly step forward into living life through these next steps and questions and hurdles and fun and moving and flying with four daughters and a heck of a lot of luggage to last us 18 months. Nobody else was going to do that for them. For me and my then desire to study abroad for a college semester, needless to say, nobody planned it for me. Nobody held my hand and made sure that I took advantage of this opportunity. Nobody saw an open door, made me aware of it, held me accountable for continuing forward through it. Nobody rearranged my life perfectly so all of the pieces were tied up in a nice little bow and ready for me to move forward, totally prepared for it. Life is not like that. It is messy and it is in constant motion. And while you're building a goal for the next year, You're also building a story or a chapter that lasts a decade. There are so many layers to how your life is lived, and you will never be able to wait for something to be perfect or have a team of people completely dedicated to making sure they look after you and explore and finalize every option you dream up big for your life. Sure, you will certainly be surrounded by people who love you and want to help you, but they will have their own lives to care for as well. But they'll want to help you with the phases they're capable of helping you with, and you should spread yourself to offer that support to their life and the goals that they're reaching for as well. Nobody will do it for you, but many will want to help you. Many will want to see you moving towards this goal of yours and making it a reality. They may not be equipped to service you 100%, but this is your life, your goal, your dream, your capabilities. You are set up to pursue this path for your life, and you need to enter it boldly, confidently, and willingly. Now, let's all go and be heartward. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening in. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe to the Heartward Project podcast and share it with others. If you have any questions or comments or anything you'd like me to talk about in one of these episodes, please feel free to send me a DM on Instagram at the Heartward Project. I'd love to hear from you. And if you would like to hang out with some of the other audience members, we have a Facebook group where we'd love to have you join in on the fun. 
We talk about anything from managing overwhelm and burnout to the latest creative project somebody is tackling and everything in between. Reach out to me or visit the show notes if you're interested in that. Thank you so much for being here and I hope you have a great rest of your day. See you next time.